I can't get no satisfaction. You were around in 1965, listened to your AM radio on a regular basis like I did as an eight-year-old, then you know exactly what that is. It's a line from an old Rolling Stones song that made it to number one that year. I can't get no satisfaction. I can't get no satisfaction. Because I try and I try and I try and I try. I can't get no, 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 no. Just be glad I didn't try to sing that. <laughs> Spared you an extra Lenten penance today. Now there are very few times when I will look to the Rolling Stones for spiritual insight. But this is one of those rare occasions. Mick Jagger and Keith Richards are definitely not my philosophers of choice, but I really believe they're on to something here. Because the fact of the matter is, I can't get no satisfaction in this life, and neither can you. Here I mean perfect satisfaction, perfect fulfillment, perfect happiness, which I think was what Jagger and Richards were getting at when they wrote those lyrics. Of course, in one way or another, many of us do try, and try, and try, and try to attain perfect satisfaction during our time on this earth. But when we do that, we always end up falling short of the goal. And we always will, on this side of the grave. The perfect will come only when the words of today's first reading are fulfilled for us, when the Lord opens our grave, so to speak, and gives us eternal life in the resurrection of the dead. That's reality. That's the truth. The problem comes when we, either consciously or unconsciously, fail to accept this truth and conduct our lives as if we can find perfect satisfaction here. That's a problem because it can not only lead us into serious sin, it can also lead us to experience incredible frustration. The kind of frustration that we can almost feel in the lyrics of that song. I try, and I try, and I try, and I try, but I just can't get there. This kind of unrealistic perspective on things can also blind us to the many blessings that God has given to us and is giving to us in our life. Let me give you an example of what I mean. I visited a 77-year-old woman in the nursing home recently. Thankfully, she's not there as a permanent resident. She's just there to get some physical rehabilitation. And she was understandably down when I saw her. She'd much rather be home and healthy. She'd much rather have her independence back. I think we'd all feel the same way in similar circumstances. But as we talked that morning, I discerned that this woman also had some unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic expectations about the level of satisfaction she'll be able to attain during her remaining years on this earth. And I discerned that those unrealistic expectations were affecting her emotionally. 
and even spiritually in a negative way. So I said to her at one point, you know, it's very clear to me that you have a desire for perfect health and perfect happiness. And that's good. God put that desire in you. It's really the desire for heaven. The thing is, you can't expect that kind of perfection here. Here on this earth, we are never going to be perfectly satisfied, and we will only get frustrated if we think we can be. You told me a little while ago that you were diagnosed in 25 years ago with late-stage ovarian cancer, a cancer that very few people beat. But you did. You're one of the 5% that does. You told me more recently that you were diagnosed with another form of cancer, but you've responded very well to the treatments they've given you. Praise God. You have a lot to be grateful for. But that doesn't perfectly satisfy you, does it? That's not enough. It's never enough. Because we don't want just some health. We want perfect health. You just showed me some really nice pictures of your great-grandchildren. What a blessing to have great-grandchildren. You know, my mother died 24 days before her first grandchild was born. Never got to see either one of my nephews. So I know what a great blessing it is, what a great gift it is to see your grandchildren born into this world. And here you've been blessed to see your great-grandchildren. That doesn't perfectly satisfy you, does it? It's not enough. It's never enough. You know, even if you were blessed to see your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren born into this world, that would not completely satisfy you. Nor should it. This world wasn't made to perfectly satisfy us. Only heaven can do that. I mention all this today because of the gospel story we just heard, the story of the raising of Lazarus from the dead. You know, Jesus performed lots of miracles during his three-year earthly ministry. Of all the miracles he performed, this one was certainly the most spectacular, the most extraordinary. Yes, he had raised people from the dead prior to this, people like the daughter of Jairus and the son of, son of the widow of Nain. But in this case, in this particular instance, the guy had been dead for four solid days. And yet, as incredible as this miracle was, it did not completely satisfy. It did not bring complete satisfaction to Martha, or to Mary, or even to Lazarus. That's because this resurrection was only temporary. Yes, Lazarus was raised from the dead. Yes, he walked out of the tomb at the command of Jesus after being in the grave for the better part of a week. But lest we forget, Jesus brought Lazarus back to this life, this earthly life, this imperfect life, this temporal, mortal existence. Consequently, Lazarus knew that he was eventually going to have to die again. He knew that even as he was walking out of the tomb. Maybe I should say shuffling out of the tomb. That's probably all he could do, wrapped up as he was. Martha knew that too, that she'd eventually lose her brother again. 
So did Mary. So did everyone else who was there that day. So as happy as they all must have been, they were definitely not perfectly satisfied. But now they are. At least Martha and Mary and Lazarus are. They're saints. They're perfectly satisfied because they're now sharing fully in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The resurrection to eternal life that was prefigured, foreshadowed in this miracle of the raising of Lazarus from the dead. So the bottom line is this, my brothers and sisters, and I'll conclude with this thought. Don't try to get on earth what you can only get in heaven. That's the Lord's message to us today at this Mass. Do not try to get here on earth what you can only get in heaven. If we keep in mind the fact that perfect satisfaction is for heaven only, if we do that, chances are we will keep things in perspective here on this earth and we'll make the effort to stay on the narrow road that leads to heaven, that leads to God's eternal kingdom. If, on the other hand, we try to find our ultimate satisfaction here in this life, in all likelihood, we will find ourselves singing along, so to speak, with the rolling stones. And that, in this case at least, is not a happy song to sing.